welcome to Caught My Ear, where two music obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about what music they've been listening to. My name is Vivian. My name is Maddie. So this is episode 68, and as always, we will start with our news segment. So Maddie will start with our first story. Alrighty, so I have an article here from NME written by Nick Riley, and it reads Kanye West faces $1 million lawsuit from workers at Live Opera Show. Kanye West is facing a million dollar lawsuit from workers at his live opera show after he allegedly failed to pay their wages. The rapper is accused of owing, quote, unpaid wages and failing to pay minimum wage and overtime when he hosted a series of shows at the Hollywood Bowl last year. Kanye premiered the opera in December 2019, weeks after debuting his gospel album, Jesus is King. Documents obtained by The Blast reveal that Kanye and promoters Live Nation are being sued by employees and a hair assistant on the production who alleges she is owed, quote, unpaid wages, continuing wages, damages, civil penalties, statutory penalties, and attorney's fees and costs. She claims that her day rate was paid late and other employees face charges with getting their checks. It is also claimed that Kanye failed to properly compensate dozens of employees, including performers, from his show. Quote, defendants oversaw, controlled, and ran the production, and the aggrieved employees worked many hours on the production and were not timely paid for their work or paid at all, the documents state. Kanye and his team are yet to respond to the allegations. Here we go. This is bad. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, it's a little sad that someone like Kanye West, who is one of the biggest artists we have right now, and he is, you know... He's got the means to put on a production like this, yep. and yet isn't... No one is paid. <laughs> yeah, like, how does that work? Especially because, you know, Kanye West was in that position before, you know, he was an up-and-comer, like, back then, back when, sorry. And it's like, I don't understand how something like this could happen. Yeah, it's really disappointing, someone of this, you know, level of notoriety, mm. with <laughs> that much money in the bank, can't yep. pay workers, especially... Like, you know, coming into a time of, you know, the the time that we're in now when yep. so many people are being laid off, like, jobs are scarce, especially in the music and, you know, performing arts industries. And these people still, years late, like, a year later, almost a year later, mm. have not been paid for their work. And it's just, yeah, like, the fact that people don't get paid in a timely manner in the creative arts is disgusting in its own right. 100%. But to come from someone who could easily mm. just, you know, give that money to those people in a heartbeat, it mm. just, like, breaks my heart. I hate it. It's disgusting. But it's horrible, yeah. We won't keep going on about how how our feelings about Kanye <laughs> are. Um, yes. <laughs> so we'll move on. Vivian, what is your second news story for today? So our second story today is coming from Music Feeds, written by Jackson Langford. And it says the streaming service behind Nick Cave and Kylie Minogue's global live streams has launched in Australia. Drift, the live stream service behind the virtual events put on by Nick Cave and Kylie Minogue, have announced that they will be officially launching in Australia and New Zealand. The UK company has had huge success this year, given regular concerts are off the cards, and now they're making their first international expansion. The move will be headed by Perth-based promoter Paul Sloaney Sloan and is set to launch a string of shows by Australian and New Zealand artists throughout the coming weeks. Quote, In this weird year, I've been horrified by the amount of artists dropping their pants, literally and financially, by offering free, poorly produced live streams in their underwear. End quote. Sloan said in a press statement. 
What the industry needs now is another mechanism other than live performance to ensure artists and all their connected industry partners can still connect with fans and survive in a world where physical shows are just so uncertain and unreliable. While we don't know any details of the acts yet to be announced as part of the expansion, Kylie Minogue's Infinite Disco is set to happen next weekend. So this is a really interesting one because I think it's great that, you know, like we've been talking about a lot this year with coronavirus and live music, if we can find a way to adapt and allow artists to, you know, perform live, you know, air quotes. Air quotes. (laughs) Big air Um, quotes there. Then, and, you know, be, like, get money from that, then that's something that we should try to do. And I think this is a a step in the right direction. Yeah, I think it's really telling of how resilient and how creative, you know, the performing arts and music industries have had to be Mm. over the last couple of months just to rake in a wage at all, like a living wage. And I think it's a real testament to, you know, how, how hardworking the people in this industry are and you know how yeah. how they've been able to adapt in such dire circumstances so shout out to all the people who have you know had any hand in any type of thing over the months it's been like crazy and i don't know how how you've been able to do it so yeah well done 100%. on that hand but yeah i'm looking to see how how this could you know yeah out and for Australia and New Zealand, so that should be interesting to see. Yeah, I think it'll, it'll definitely be something to keep an eye on. But um, anyway, we will head into our third story. Maddie, over to you. Alrighty, so last story is from Music Feeds, again written by Alex Gallagher. It says, A bunch of Aussie artists will appear on a new podcast about how music has helped them survive. So... Paul Dempsey, Illy, Grace, and more will appear as part of Music Saved Me, a new podcast from youth-focused charity Musicians Making a Difference. The series, hosted by former Channel V presenter Danny Clayton, will see both established and emerging Aussie artists engage in raw, meaningful conversations about how music has helped them overcome adversity and survive through dark times. The first four episodes feature in conversations with MMAD graduate Paz, Grace, Conrad Sewell, and Mitch Tambo, respectively, are out now with artists touching on everything from addiction and grief to preserving culture and overcoming homelessness. New episodes of the series are set to be released every Wednesday over the next month or so, with the final two episodes released on Friday the 4th of December. Other artists set to be a part of the project include Eve Caritas, Mike Waters, and Elfresh the Lion. Quote, It's been a really difficult year for so many people and we need these open and honest conversations more than ever. We were blown away by how much each artist brought to their chat with Danny and opening up about such personal stories, commented MMAD co-founder Dominic Brooke in a statement. It really is a special insight into these artists and how or why their art is shaped and created. We hope this podcast can inspire people out there who might be going through a tough time right now and help them realise they are not alone. So you can stream, as as they said in the article, you can stream the first four episodes now um, on Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts and stuff like that. But yeah, a really, really cool initiative, I think. Yeah, this is really cool. I think it's such an interesting take as well on, you know, just having a conversation with an artist. You know, mm. normally it is a lot about um, the music specifically, but I've always been interested in artist stories, how they came to where they are now, you know, how they grew up, what sort of influenced them to get into the industry. And I think this is such a cool way of doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And in like a, you know, such a informal format as like just the chat over on podcasts is so, so cool too, because you really get an insight into how the artists are and what their life is like. And it's so much more, 
interesting than just, you know, like chucking on one of their songs and sort of trying to figure out pieces from that because it really is like you don't realize how much people's music is influenced by their upbringing and Mm. what they've been through and all that type of stuff until you sort of get down to the nitty-gritty of it and it's really amazing that you know all of these artists are sort of opening up and having these conversations about some tough you know tough yeah subjects so good on them and i can't wait to um have a listen to the podcast so Mm, yeah it's called um, music saved me um, and that's from MMAD. But yeah, that is our final story for today. And before we move on to our song section, we encourage you, as we do every week, to pause the podcast, head on down to the description where you can find our Spotify and YouTube playlist. You'll find all of the songs that we're going to have a chat about this week. So make sure you listen to them before you listen to us ramble on about them because you might get a little bit lost. So without further ado, song of the week. Vivian, you want to kick us off? Yes. So my song of the week this week is Animals by Architects. Um, so... If anyone's, uh, you know, a fan of Architects, you would know that it's been a, a few years since they've released new music, um, and this song is their first single off their upcoming ninth album, I believe, Wow, which is coming out in February next year. So it's actually really interesting as well, because this song is very different to what you've heard before from Architects, if you've been listening to them for a while. It's still very much a metal song it still very much fits within that category but it's not as metalcore as their previous stuff and i think for me it works really well because it starts off with this just heavy bass line and guitar riff that just works so well it almost sounds like a breakdown like in itself when it starts and it's just like perfect way to kick off the song and that riff comes out like comes through the song a few times and it's just like, when you're listening to that in the car and the yep. volume's up, you're just head banging <laughs> all the way to wherever you're going. Um, but it's so good because I think as well, like the vocalist, he, you know, in previous in previous albums and songs, you know, he would be screaming a lot. And I think there's no screaming in this song. It's very toned down, I guess you would say, to their earliest stuff. But again, it works really well. He's got this beautiful melodic voice and... In the chorus, it does get heavier, especially um, there's like these siren sounds that plays yes. throughout the song. Oh my god! I as soon as I heard that, it's just like one of those like dystopian yes. sci-fi movies that it's like you know the world is ending. You hear the big siren. That's yes. exactly what it reminded me of. It's so good, and they also use that again in the breakdown later on, which works really well with the percussion and everything. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this song, and I know a lot of their sort of, like, hardcore fans may not like the fact that it's not as heavy, but I think this is a pretty good, like, first single, and who knows, the album will probably have some heavy stuff as well, but I'm keen to see where they go from here. Yeah, I mean, I was, again, like, I don't really listen to this type of music, but yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't, like, you know, completely opposed to listening mm. throughout the song. I was quite enjoying it, as Vivian can attest to. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I was really... That, that guitar riff that just, like, chugs along through it is really, really cool. I really so love good. it. Um, and, yeah, that siren just... Yeah. Oh, it just makes it, I think. I think it makes the song. Definitely. But, yeah, it's really, really cool. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I, like I said, it's definitely not as heavy, but like 
I've always said when I sort of play these songs for Maddie, it definitely feels accessible in, yeah. in a way. Yeah. Like it's it's a good sort of way to get them into the music. But um but yeah, anyway, that is my song of the week this week, Animals by Architects. Maddie, what is your song of the week? Okay, my song of the week <laughs> is on a very different plane <laughs> to this one. Um, it is called Cool Girl by Dodie, my absolute fave. Yes. Love her, love her, love her. So this song uh, was released a couple weeks ago, um, and it's her first single from her upcoming debut full-length album that is coming out next March called Build a Problem. I'm so keen because she's too. released like EPs and stuff for so previously, long. yeah, and just like singles and yeah. everything. So to finally have like a full-length Dodie album is just it makes my heart fall. But this song, absolutely adore it. It's so soft as all of Jodie's songs are. She's got such a delicate and vulnerable voice and just the way that she sings is just enthralling to me every time I listen to it. It's beautiful. Um, I think one of the major reasons that I really, really like this song is the way that it's such a gradual build-up to this beautiful, um, like, layered chorus. And something that I've always loved about Dodie is the way that she layers her her instruments and her vocals and everything. Like, it's so, so complex and there's so many layers in there and it's so intricate, but it's, like, it's so beautiful and it sort of just, like, washes over you every, every time you listen to it. And this song in particular is... Um, so it's called Cool Girl and it's about sort of, like, this mask that people put on, you know, to try and sort of seem cool and seem like, you know, oh, you're easy breezy, like nothing phases you and you want to try and like fit in and not be like this really, you know, um, like anxious or, Mm. you know, um, sort of like thinking about all of these different things and, you know, you want to try and be this person who isn't like that, but you know, it to no avail, obviously, because everyone's got their own little quirks and whatever, but it's really, really beautiful song, and then strings and Ugh. backing vocals, just incredible. Absolutely adore it. So yeah, good, so beautiful. I loved the the build up as well because it is in, I guess, in a like you said, Dodie, true Dodie style. Her songs are very delicate. Her voice is very delicate, and they're not these big extravagant no. numbers. And that's something I've always loved about her. Um, but in this particular song, there's like a slow build up. It's very sort of it's like a very like a slow burn as we like to say towards mm-hmm. the end but the build up isn't this big sort of moment and i think what works really well in that sort of part is the layered vocals as yeah, well like it just really sets it off it sets it off yeah. yeah absolutely beautiful so i can't wait to hear more singles or wait yes. till the till the debut album comes out i'm so excited so yeah that is cool girl by dodi as my song of the week so we'll move on to under a rock now um, and my song is called Move On by Indie Angel. So um, this came up on, I think, my Discover Weekly or something on Spotify. Um, and so Indie Angel, I found out, is a up-and-coming Aussie artist from Melbourne. Um, and this is her debut single, I believe, because there aren't any other songs on Spotify that I've seen. Um, so this is like her first shot out of the gate, like first single. And can I just say this? It's amazing. It's I so good. So impressed. Like, I think she's only quite young. I think she's only around our age, like early twenties. Mm. And, um, it's just, she's got such a beautiful, rich alto tone. Yes. Like, it is 
so beautiful. I love it. I love listening to her sing in her lower register. It's so amazing. And this song, it's so, it's so cool. I love it. It's amazing. Like the way that, the way that she sort of, you know, tells this story of, you know, this relationship that's broken down and she just wants to move on and sort of like, like leave this in the past and you've got to like, you know, get up and move on with your life. It's just, yeah, her, her vocal tone just is astounding. I mm. love it. I think that's what caught me off guard was the vocals. Like, I I don't know what I was expecting, but I really do feel like you don't hear that sort of rich alto tone a mm. lot in this kind of space of music. So I think when I first heard it, I was just really enthralled by just how powerful it was and how well she manipulated it. Yeah, because you see, like, jumping off that point, I think that's really interesting because a lot of, you know, the... The really popular pop artists at the moment that is like Ariana Grande yes. and Whistle Tones <laughs> yep. and Soprano Runs and it's so refreshing to hear this like rich, gorgeous, like alto, yes. low register, like powerhouse voice. And I think, you know, I can't wait to hear what else indie has yeah, like, 100%. in her belt because I think anything else she produces is going to be amazing no matter what she does. So... I'm keen to hear more from her, so please stream this song. It's called Move On by Indie Angel. Uh, Vivian, what is your Under a Rock this week? So my Under a Rock this week is Bullet by Nova Twins. So I actually came across these guys. I had heard of them before, um, but I never listened to their music. And it wasn't until their collaboration with Bring Me the Horizon on their recent EP when I listened to that, I was like, okay, I have to listen to them. So I listened to their album that came out this year. And I honestly, a lot of the songs on that album, I was, I loved. They went straight into my playlist. (laughs) But this one in particular, Bullet, is probably my favorite because it's so hard to describe their music, but a lot of places have been sort of describing them as like this fusion between punk and alternative rock, like rap core, like even like grime. So like, if you can sort of picture that somehow... (laughs) That's definitely um, Nova Twins, and I guess what I what instantly like caught my attention was just the confidence that exudes from them. Like yeah. in all of their songs, but especially in this one, like they have this swagger to them, and it's just for me, it's like it's so cool because I feel like they've found their aesthetic and they found what they are like excel in in terms of music, and they've just taken that and run with it. You know what yeah, I mean? Like hundred percent. They really do have this, like, confident sort of aura about them. And in terms of, like, the instrumentation, it's very, like, bass-heavy, yep. which I love. Like, I think it works so well. But even, like, the vocals, especially in the chorus, it is this very, like, punky, like, it's kind of got this very brash tone to it. But, again, it works so well, and I definitely recommend you guys check them out. Yeah, it was so interesting. Like, I was so taken aback listening to the song. It is just, like, a melting pot of yes. so many different things. And just, like, the vibe changes throughout. Like, but, like, even though it is really abrupt sometimes, it just sort of, like, catches you off guard. But it does it in a way that is interesting and isn't too jarring. Yes. It still it still works really nicely. And I think having this like female duo who are so yes. unapolo- unapologetically themselves and just like know exactly what they want to do and how they want to make music, you can really, really it really shines in this song especially. Like I don't mm. know what their other music sounds like, but just the way that 
they have concocted this song just yeah just screams like we know what we want and we're gonna do it 100 percent. so yeah, that's exactly really, really cool and i think it's really interesting because especially listening to the rest of the album that it's very like the production is so well put together it almost mm. makes me feel like they're so underrated and i really do hope that maybe this collaboration with bringing the horizon will sort of like yeah bring them more in because it's such an interesting thing that they're doing and yeah i'm really excited to see what else we hear from them but that is my under a rock this week bullet by nova twins now we will head into Caught My Ear, and I'll kick us off. Oh my god, Vivian has been waiting for this all episode. <laughs> I really have, guys. I'm so excited to talk about this. <laughs> so, first off, the song is Kingslayer by Bring Me The Horizon featuring Baby Metal. Now, before I get into it, I really do encourage you guys to go to our Instagram and watch Maddie's reaction to this, because it is my favourite thing. I was looking forward to it all week. <laughs> And it's happened, and it's glorious. I genuinely, like, have no words. <laughs> I don't know. I It took me a lot to, like, yes. listen through that whole thing. And you can tell. Yes. Like, so it pains me. Please check it out, and please give it some love, because it is amazing. So, jumping off of that, getting into the song itself. Uh, as you guys know, I love this band. Um, they just released their EP post-human, um, survival horror about two weeks ago, and this is coming off that. The whole EP, great, go listen to it. But this song in particular was the one that I was really interested in, because Baby Metal is such, there's such an interesting act in itself, and they've really been making waves in the metal scene, and seeing them collaborate with Bring Me The Horizon was, I was like, how is this gonna work out? But it works really well, because... Especially, for, like, with this EP in general, Bring Me The Horizon have sort of gone back to their heavier roots than they have in years, I feel like. And in this song, it does sort of go back to that metalcore that we are used to hearing from them. Ollie Sykes, he's screaming again, which is insane to hear because I genuinely didn't think we would hear him scream like this again. But we do, <laughs> and we yep. hear it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> there's breakdowns but the cool thing is it's sort of like juxtaposed with this with baby metal because they sing on the chorus and it's like this really cute like japanese yeah. like fun chorus that just at first when you hear it you're like does this work i'm not sure but after it sort of goes through the rest of the song it definitely works really well in my opinion yeah i was very taken aback <laughs> i got zero warning all i got was i think you're going to be very scared um so that was my sort of introduction to this song and look like i have never heard bring me the horizon in this light before yes as i've true. only been introduced to their sort of more recent stuff that vivian has brought up which as she has explained on numerous occasions isn't as heavy as their normal um sort of vibe is <laughs> and so i was um yeah i didn't i had no idea what the song was before it started playing so if you want to see like a literal like throw into the deep end of yes. this. Go watch that because it's a lot. Um, but yeah, like there are some sections that I was really really into. Like mm. there are some sections where like the guitar breakdown is really really awesome, and like the percussion throughout the whole thing is really cool. Oh yeah, for and sure. And I yeah, like the juxtaposition between the really like cute baby metal Japanese mm. like female. Tr they're a trio, aren't they? I think it's, it's a duo now. It used oh, to be three of okay. them, but now it's two of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that just that with this really really hard 
metal like you know backing is just very interesting it's and interesting yeah yeah i just yeah it's 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 a lot for me to sort of take in <laughs> as you can probably tell um but yeah i was i'm not going to say i was a fan yeah but i appreciate the artistry yes that went into making that song i was just so excited to hear well, to see Maddie's reaction, mainly because, like you said, I had been bringing these really sort of accessible songs mm-hmm. from Bring Me the Horizon. And to sort of see your reaction to... It was my training. Yeah. Like, you were, like, building me up to it. <laughs> That's such a great way to put it. Um, and, yeah, I was just so interested to see your reaction because, yeah, like, Maddie's not a metalhead. Like, no. you guys know this. <laughs> I listen to Dodie. I'm not a metalhead. <laughs> so... It was, yeah, I just had so much fun. So please go check out, check out that video. Give it some love. But um, yeah, that is my caught my ear for this week. Kingslayer by Bring Me the Horizon featuring Baby Metal. Maddie, over to you. Okay. My caught my ear is <laughs> quite very, very toned down. Yes. Um, So it's called Peppermint by this London duo called Lavender. Um, And this song, it's only like two minutes long. It's mm-hmm. very, it's very short. But, um... I'm not particularly in love with the song. It's not something that I'm going to listen to, but I definitely wanted to bring it up because I listened to it and I was very taken aback. Um, The main sort of gist, if you can picture this in your head or just go listen to the song first, as we tell you every week. Um, It's sort of this really like chilled out, like lo-fi sort of electronic type thing. And it starts off really with this really sort of slow kind of beat through it. Mm. And then you maybe get 30 seconds in and it just like cuts to this like, and the tempo just changes so abruptly. And then there's like this like layered vocals and it's just a completely different like song. And then it changes right back to the beginning where it's just really, really soft, slow, like not a lot of. Um, There's not a lot going on in terms of instrumentation or, like, different bits. It's just this really hard, abrupt tempo change that gets me. It happens, like, five times in two minutes. And it's, like, a masterpiece in a sense, but also it's very, very odd. It's so off-putting. And, (laughs) like, here's the thing. This is something that we said when um, Maddie played me this song. She was like, oh, I think this is the first time that we agree and we're on the same side that we don't particularly like this song. So it's... And here's the thing. I really do appreciate the artistry and I appreciate the production. It's definitely interesting. Yeah. So you can't take anything away from that. But... The tempo thing, I don't like it. I really don't like it. Because it's like, there's no transition. There's no, like, sort of warning or, like, sort of flow to it that would make any sense. There's no, like, linking factor either. Yeah. There's, like, nothing. And it just changes, just for the sake of changing. And it's like, why are you doing this to me? (laughs) Why? (laughs) I'm sure, look, I'm sure, this is, like, no shade to Lavender. No, it's not. Honestly, it is an amazingly produced song. It is. And the the backing vocal line, like, that sort of... Because there's not really, like, a melody or whatever, but the sort of vocal line that goes over the top when it switches to the faster tempo, it's really, really cool, mm. and I really like it. And I think this, like... I think what I would enjoy is, like, having, like, the two different sides of this song as, like, individual songs in their yeah. own right. I think they would both sound really, really cool. 
but it's just yeah it's it's just not for me it's really it's really weird but i i though. just wanted to bring it up on the podcast because there are so many like different avant-garde like yeah oh like, yeah songs and art like artists who produce this type of music out there and i think it's really interesting to sort of like you know bring them to a wider audience because it's something i've never listened to this type of thing before yeah exactly and i think it's really like it's a testament i'm sure there was like you know a reason for it and i'm sure they enjoy making this type of music and it's really good and they've been so successful so far so i like shout out to them for doing this but yeah it's just really off-putting and weird and i just i just can't do it yeah <laughs> not yeah. gonna lie but yeah, anyway, if you want to give it a listen, give it a listen. You might love it. You might think we're and let us completely know. stupid and are like, look, you guys, like, take a back seat on this. Like, honestly. <laughs> you guys just don't get music. You just don't get it. No, but it's all right. <laughs> Have a listen. Let us know what you think. Um, it is called Peppermint by Lavender. Um, and this week we have another recommendation, Yay. which is exciting. So um, we got recommended to listen to the song called Faking It by Lizzie Cameron. Um, so we uh, brought up, or I did, um, mm-hmm. in like March this year. Way back when. Of, way back, God, like before the pandemic. <laughs> um, actually, I think that was on our Corona episode. Oh my gosh. I think it was our Corona episode. Anyway, oh. um, <laughs> I talked about her song When I Need It and I really, really liked it. And um, Lizzie Cameron's management sort of reached out to us and were like, hey, she's got a new song. That's just come out. So it was released on the 6th of November. So Mm -hmm. it was like two days ago as of recording. And I am super, super impressed with this song. I absolutely love it. Agreed. It is not completely different to When I Need It. So When I Need It is a lot more sort of like this really like backbeat, really sort of of toned down type chill kind of vibe, I guess. And this one is very very different like the song is sort of about you know this um these two people who are in a relationship just for the sake of it because they don't want to see what it's like you know ending up being alone because they you know they're sort of like in love with other people but they want to keep this relationship alive because they're scared of what like scared Mm. of change and scared of yeah you know they're it's it's not something they want to do so they're faking this relationship and that's what the song's about. And it's really, really cool. And the production on this song is, like, wild. It is yeah. so good. Vocals are, like, 10 out of 10, as per usual. Lizzie Cameron's, vo- like, voice is amazing. Mm. And she's only very young, too. Like, you know, such a mature voice. Such a mature voice, yeah. Or such a, like, I mean, I call it, like, she's our age. Yeah, but like, still, like, that's young. Like, like, amazing. Yeah. And, yeah, like just i'm in love with this song it's so cool yeah i really dug it as well the production for me is definitely what made the song for me because Mm. i was just so like i was just so enthralled by the percussion especially it's not your typical sort of like pop percussion that you like are used to in this sort of song it's very like layered very sporadic and there's yeah it's got this really cool like, I don't know what sort of effect they're putting on it, but it sounds really cool. And then when you sort of get to the chorus, like, I just love that the rhythm that the percussion takes. Like, it just, oh, it's so good. I'm so yeah. fascinated by that it's sort of so, thing. It's so interesting because, like, if you aren't attuned to listening to all these different, you know, you didn't grow up, like, dissecting yeah. songs and all this other jazz, like, it's so interesting because the two choruses, like, the two main choruses... The backing instrument, like instrumentation behind it, 
it's different mm. in both choruses. And the second, we had to, like, go back yeah. and, like, re-listen to the start of the second chorus because we were like, hold on, like, what is going on here? Like, yeah. this is a lot, because there's, like, this, like, this, um, synth affected keys, synth yeah. keys part that, like, comes in and does this really rhythmic sort of chord progression and, like, some other, you know, different effects in there and there's, like, a lot going on. It's, like, it's a very intense sort of, like, production value yeah and it's really 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 well done so i absolutely love it me and, too yeah it was such a great recommendation definitely definitely go check it out it's only very new you listen to it it's called faking it by lizzie cameron um and thank you for listening to this episode guys that is it for this episode you can check us out on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, Castbox, wherever you get your podcast fix yes it was a wild one this yes, episode indeed um so you can follow us on social media at caught my ear pod on facebook instagram and twitter and that's where you can send us your recommendations you can also email us um like we always say we love listening to music the whole point of this podcast yeah so no matter how weird it is even if it is like that weird avant-garde like peppermint my lavender exactly. we will listen to it because we're just so fascinated by that sort of thing so please please send us your recommendations and you can also let us know what you thought about the songs that we talked about during the episode whether you agree or disagree please let us know but until then you can join us on monday for a brand new episode bye guys see ya